0: got
1: it together now? Yeah. <laughs> we got it together.
0: Welcome to the Baseball SDL Podcast. J.J. Bailey here with you. And once again, I am joined by k own sports director, Maurice Drummond. Maurice, how are you? Oh, man,
1: I'm good. I'm good. You know what? I tell you why I'm good, because we're finally doing a show where it's higher than 30 degrees. Oh, it's beautiful outside. And you so, know what I say to that. What do you say to that? Woo! Woo! What's going on with the... <laughs> I mean, you know, this
0: nature boy thing, I, I don't understand it. Well, I don't understand it either because in a little bit of radio magic, nobody is going to know exactly how bad this was. But the woo we just put out actually burnt out my cord. <laughs> so we had to switch it out because my mic was no longer being picked up because we wooed. So it's evil in a couple of respects then. It's injuring it's yes. the podcast, but it's also it's it's annoying Cardinal fans and it's annoying Cardinal announcers and, and players, I'm sure. Uh, it's a blues thing, right? It, it's coming over from the Scott trade days.
1: I guess, but you know what? Here's the thing, too. I mean, it's not it's not golf, which means you can actually make noises and you while know, play is going yeah. on,
0: we get that. But it really doesn't belong. I don't think it plays as well in a game where there's not constant audio, right? Right. Because like in a hockey game; there, the, the on ice action is there's constant noise and energy and, and fans can cheer at a baseball game there are lulls yeah right. there are quiet times right and generally <laughs> it's not filled with a piercing two-second scream yeah and if,
1: <laughs> and i gotta tell you if there's someone sitting next to me i'm gonna be pretty annoyed oh yeah no, i'm no, no, telling no, you that's... right now you know i got the you know you got the kids you know they're eating the dipping dots you know they're trying to watch the game and you just got some cat Why? My father, making that noise. My I don't want to block the mic again. My father would lose <laughs> his
0: mind if he heard a woo <laughs> next to him more than once. There was a girl, a, like a five-year-old girl one time. When I was growing up, we were at a baseball game. And she was two rows behind us. And she was going... Let's go Cardinals. Let's go Cardinals. What they like, Mike say over and over for <laughs> several innings. Wow. And he eventually just turned around. You know that movies that movie theater turnaround that parents have? You know, it's that kind of like half look over the yeah. shoulder and then it's then it's like three quarters and then they turn all the way the around. Slow turn. So he turned all the way around and looked at her looked at her dad and he said, Is she going to do that the whole time? <laughs> and i was like oh my god
1: wow
0: <laughs> and he's like oh yeah sorry sorry cuz like you don't you know you're your parent you're tuning out the child you don't hear it the whole time and he finally asked her, like how many more innings is this <laughs> going to go on man and you can't tune out a woo it's, and i think it's it's almost predatory because you don't know when the next one's coming yeah you know what i mean you finally it's been two innings without a woo and finally you finally calm, and there it is again.
1: And you know how some folks are. If you tell people not to do oh, it. Oh, this
0: is going to get so much worse. I'm very excited gonna, for that. It's yeah. going to be chaos. Let's
1: just hope that it kind of goes
0: away. Because the more people complain about it, the more people will buy a $15 ticket to go to the game just to woo. Absolutely. The Cardinals are going to turn it into, uh, like, the woo Masters, night. where you're not allowed to yell certain <laughs> things at the Masters. You can't yell woo at a Cardinals game. They'll kick you out. It's going to be a little bit tougher to find somebody in a 40,000-seat stadium. Yeah. Though. It but be annoying. Enough of the woos, Maurice. We've given them too much attention already. Let's move to the actual baseball being played. Sure. Uh, Cardinal offense, and you would once put it as what offense? Yeah. I'll counter it? with which offense. Yeah. Uh, team's middle of the pack for runs scored. Not exactly where you want them to be, but, you know, they're not, they're not bottoming out right now. You'll see flashes of offense. You know, they come back. What was it? They came back in the – Ninth, and then in the 10th, right. and then won it in the 11th. Yeah, that was some clutch you hits. Know, that's, I mean, Garcia. That has not happened in a long time. I forget what the stat was, but I believe it hadn't happened in, in, in almost almost 10 years. So, this is an offense that can score, and it can score when needed, but it's also an offense that you know gets the bases loaded and gets one run. It's an offense that has two of their key members, that two of the guys in the top three of the order are hitting 175 or worse. What do you make of this team, this offense?
1: Well... If you listen to the Cardinals for a couple of days, and if you kind of go by what we've seen around Major League Baseball, we first start with the weather. And <laughs> we were saying, okay, it's a little bit cold out there, cold bats, hot arms, guys like DeGrom and Syndergaard and, and Robbie Ray. I mean, they were, they were facing some filthy pitching there for a yes. And so filthy pitching can make any set of bats look cold. Whether it's on a cold day or a warm day,
0: and I will say, you know, I will say that weather can play a factor a little bit. You know, I'm that's but not. But a it's been pass. cold across Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, you play you play the World Series in October, so you know, I think part of it can be it can hurt because hitting can always be a little bit behind pitching to start a season, and you're coming out of spring training where everybody's playing in warm environments, and then you get thrown in some pretty terrible weather days. Yeah. and you're facing like a, a really strong marquee of of pitching. So that can all kind of come together. But we're kind of kind of past that we're being past able to that. play, right? I mean, 40 yeah. 45 and it's it's that's not 20 degrees and windy. I mean, it's that's cold, but it's not cold enough to prevent you from forgetting how to hit like a major leaguer.
1: Yeah. And, and I would say too that you know, when you look at the the makeup of the batting order, you look at uh, Fowler, Fam, Carpenter, Ozuña. And You know, for the most part, you know, we talked about this uh, in our last episode about those three guys at the top of the lineup. It's almost like having three leadoff guys, and you almost expect to see those three guys, you know, kind of keep that line moving, you know, being able to get on base and, and, you know, good speed, you know, some first or third. And We've seen flashes of that. But we've also seen an alarming number of strikeouts. Um,
0: Yeah, a lot of strikeouts. I mean, they've played, what, they're 5-7 currently as of – as of Wednesday they're five and seven and they have let me look here I mean at least five guys in double digit strikeouts already DeYoung's all their way almost to 20 yeah and you know what
1: and DeYoung we'll, we'll come back to him because that yeah. he's all he, he gets his own he, he gets his own minute too
0: yeah they currently have 114 strikeouts yeah in 12 games I mean, that's a lot. That's that's quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, I mean that feel, divide, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah, you you uh, divide, you know, you divide that by three, and those are essentially the amount of innings you have lost to strikeouts, right? Yeah. And that has been a problem because like you said, you have seen it work. You have seen the one two Fowler fam come out hot and all of a sudden it's guys on second and third are already you already got one run in, or maybe it's back yeah. to back. And you've seen how quickly This offense can get on top of someone. Yes. You've also seen essentially just a carousel all the way around to the one guy that's hitting tonight. And well, okay, now everybody kind of lays down, and we get around to Ozuna again, and he gets on base, and he gets over to second, and that's where he dies. And then we kind of do that again. You've seen this this offense kind of either roar or whimper. Yeah. And one thing
1: about a guy like Ozuna. Man, this guy's gonna be fun to watch all year, man. Yeah, I 11 mean, game hitting streak. You know, and this guy, he's got he's got mad power. But watch the way he hits. This guy's a hitter. Oh yeah. You know, great hands, very patient, patient but powerful. You know, which sometimes you can't really put those two in the same sentence. But he's he's a patient hitter, but yet he's got tremendous power. Um, I'd
0: like it. I'd like him to draw a walk. That's the one thing that I think is missing. I mean, right now, I think he's lead, he was leading the league in hits earlier this week. I think he might be still. I'm not sure, but I know he's hitting 308. The problem is his on base percentage is 308. Yeah. And you can complain a little bit because it's early, and you can nitpick right now. I think the Cardinals would take it even if it was 308 all season. The way that he's producing and driving in runs, but he really would elevate his value right now as if he could draw. A walk or two. So you got... He has it. not drawn a walk all season. Wow. <laughs> so... Hey, the man... Let's start... You know what? Baby steps, let's start with one. Yeah. Let's start with one. The man loves swing to swing the bat, and I don't mind it. And it is, and if you're hitting, it's it's fair, especially when the lineup is kind of splotchy in terms of predictable production. If you're hitting, and you're hitting 308 early on, it's all right, man. I, I'd rather have him take swings, because right now... He's the one that's doing the most damage, and so the potential that he could offer for offensive production on a swing is higher than on a walk, so that's fine early on. But if this lineup kind of smooths out, evens out, then you'd like to see him kind of force pitchers to, to come into the zone a little bit more often.
1: Well, it's, it's probably – I mean, is it fair to say that, that your hottest hitters are your, five, your four, five, and six hitters when you're talking about Jose Martinez and Yadier Molina along with Ozuna? Yep. I mean, Jose Martinez, Professional this guy, hitter. this guy hits in his sleep. His, his outs are loud yeah. and, and hit hard. You, can, you know what? He's, he's up at the plate. He's arms and legs. He's awkward. It's all get yeah, out. The swing just,
0: yeah. It, and he is on everything. That is, and that that, you know, he's got a swing that you would you would imitate if you were a kid because it looks fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the old Craig Council, the Ken Griffey Jr., the Gary Sheffield. It's kind of unique. There's a lot of energy to it. Yeah, you know, he's six seven,
1: and it's all over the place. But man, this guy is amazing. And Yadier Molina's off to a fantastic start. He's he's on everything. Yeah, you come down to Paul DeYoung. I'm a little bit listen. I, I I know where we are. We are we're in April. I'm a little worried about DeYoung, uh, because we saw this last year and we knew this could be an issue with the strikeouts. Yeah. Um, you know, when he's hot and he's rolling, um, you know, guys got legit power. Mm-hmm. And we're also in an age now where
0: we're saying, Hey,
1: we'll let we'll let some we'll let the strikeouts go if you if you hit a couple Couple out of here, and oh, your absolutely. launch angle's Ask good. Joey
0: Gallo, how that batting average versus home run versus slugging's working? <laughs> <laughs> right, he's getting yeah, yeah. He's and they, they have no problem with Joey Gallo if he hits 154 because if he's jumping balls out of the park yeah. 40 times a year, yeah, that you know, it pays. Matt Davidson
1: out in Chicago. I mean, they're they're guys that are that can hit the ball. You know, statistically not beautiful. You know, with the strikeouts, but they're. But, yeah. but, I, but I think the young – I think we need to keep an eye on this because, you know, he, Mike Matheny gave him a break um, on Wednesday. You know, he's back in the lineup but, you know, as of this episode in Cincinnati. Um, you know, but I think that he's a guy that uh, y- you may want to keep an eye on because you, you really need to have his bat in the lineup every day because he is your shortstop of the future. Yeah. You know, the question is – Financially,
0: certainly. Financially,
1: yeah. certainly. But, you know, what, what kind of streaks are we going to – is he going to be able to break
0: slumps? Yeah, and I think it's the, it's the adaptation, right? We talk about this at Major League Baseball. I like this to borrow – I use this a lot, so if you're sick of it, you can tune me out. But Major League Baseball, if you're an, a hitter, the league is essentially a living, breathing organism that's <laughs> taking in data every time you do anything. And all throughout the league, it's being processed and how best to defeat you, right? The rest of baseball is trying to figure out how to make you a worse hitter. And Paul Young can mash, and it's clear that he wasn't getting lucky and running into a few. You know, he's hitting home runs. He's slugging over five hundred. Yeah, to a great start. He's hitting around three hundred. That was pr- part of that as a product of a, a hot start. But he's got 19 strikeouts and one walk. And the thing is, if they start picking apart you, your your inability to stay within the zone when you're swinging. You know, if you're swinging pitches outside of the zone, and they can sense how they draw you out of that. It's not just the one and two guys in the rotation that will beat you. You'll start getting undressed at the plate by four guys, five guys, middle relievers, because once there's a playbook on you, it's now up to you to have to readapt. Yeah, make and, that and adjustment. And that's a real challenge for, for hitters and young hitters especially because you have the resources of your, of your team and you know, your organization around you. But really, it's not just you against uh, Robbie Ray. It's not you against Archie Bradley. It's you against the entire league. Every time you're in the box, everyone's watching. They're going to get their data. They're going to get their game plan. And if you can't counter that, or if you have a a, – you know, we saw Matt Adams be able to adjust his swing and adjust his approach, and kind of you you watch that chess match between him and pitchers, right? It was low and away. He was like he can't go to the opposite side. Well, now he's got, got, got to beat the shift. Well, he can't go power to the opposite side. And, like, you saw him change and adapt his approach at the plate to survive that's the question about Paul DeYoung. Not is he a major league hitter. Is he a major league survivor? Can he adapt a point. at the plate? Because yeah. he can hit anybody.
1: Yeah. You know, he, he's – look, I, I think that you have to be able to hit to keep your spot, and that's why we see Jose Martinez in the lineup. Now, unfortunately, I think for a guy like Jose Martinez, as great as a hitter as he is, defensively he can be brutal. And I mean whether it's in the outfield or whether it's first base. And I think that, you know, when you look at the infield, uh, you know, there's probably a couple of plays he probably could have made um, as a first baseman, but you're not going to take that bet out of lineup because you need all bats on deck.
0: Yeah. In 2018, and I, I'm loath to admit this because I do love great defenders. I've always, it's always, they're fun to watch. You know, that's why I'm such a big Colton Wong fan because of, like, the great plays he can make. And Andrewson Simmons is like watching ballet on a baseball field. Um but in 2018 defense doesn't pay offense pays and offense plays. They'll take five they'll take five extra errors in a, in a guy all day if he's going to be a 300 hitter that slugs 500 and can belt 25 home runs. That's fine because the bat can erase the mistakes more often than not. You know, the home runs don't ever get taken off the board. The error can can result in a double play the next at bat, right? Right. right. So I, Jose Martinez is going to play, and he should play. And I don't care. I don't care how goofy he looks out there when he makes a mistake. You know, opening the t- season, he threw a ball right into left field. But you're not. You want to know why that the calls, uh, the cries of, of 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 pain will always go away? Because he's hitting 300, and he's the only guy in on the team who has yeah. walked more than he has struck out. Yeah,
1: he is an amazing hitter. He I has mean. walked
0: five times. He has struck out four times, and that is a guy that every time you come up. In the order, he comes up in the order. You're glad to see him if you're a Cardinal fan. Absolutely. You're going to forget the next, you know, two-run double, you'll forget all about that booted ground ball in the first inning.
1: Have we forgotten about Jed Jerko?
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's a really good question. Has he made everyone for- – I mean, let's I mean, face it. I mean, Jed Jerko, you know, we're wondering, was he going to be the starting third baseman?
0: Yeah, and it looked like Martinez was going to be like a super util guy, right? He was going to yeah. be the corner outfielder when you need him to be that – uh, first baseman when yeah. either Carpenter or Jerko needed a day off, yeah. right?
1: The injury is making it, you know, it it it's, it's easing the 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 uh, you know the line right now. Mm-hmm. But when Jerko gets healthy, um, I I think he's going to be he is the utility guy because you want obviously they want to get Matt Carpenter in there every day. I mean he he's the number three hitter, mm-hmm. and so uh, so Jerko is your bench guy.
0: Well, I think. I don't know how Jerko feels about that, but I think the Cardinals would actually not. I don't think they'd hate that because when you saw him put up career best numbers, it was when his at-bats were at career lows, right? Right. There was a strange balance equilibrium that happened there that a little, a little bit fewer at-bats resulted in a lot better production. And the question was, well, can you produce like that if it was right. over the entire season? Now, obviously, Jer- Jer- Jerko's going to say, oh, uh, yeah, I can. But, yeah, and it would mean more money for him. <laughs> absolutely. But, I mean, he's got a little bit of money right now. Yeah. I would say the Cardinals aren't going to wring their hands if it means Jed Jericho's not going to get 600 at-bats because – They probably prefer that. They've seen him be tremendous in limited at-bats. And when, and, he, when
1: he got the more at-bats, he also wore down physically.
0: Yeah. And now he's lost a little bit of weight, so, he, you know, he can prevent that. But which of these two hitters right now do you want to see get 600 at-bats? Jose Martinez Who is hitting three hundred, slugging near five hundred, you know, on base percentage near four hundred, or Jed Jerko, who's missed the early part of the game or early part of the season, and you know can succeed on limited work.
1: Yeah, it's Matt Carpenter said it best. He said, basically, all of us are sacrificing to get his bat into the lineup. Whatever we'll do, whatever it takes, we want Jose Martinez's bat in the lineup.
0: Yeah. Everybody everybody would. And, I, and we talk about trading offense for defense. I mean, Matt Carpenter has not exactly been a perennial gold glover.
1: In any position.
0: But nobody cares because he's been one of their best hitters. Correct. Not, not this season, though. I'll transition this to a question. You know, how long does it go where Dexter Fowler is leading off and Matt Carpenter is hitting third and both of them are sub-200 hitters before that changes? Mm. First of all, if it were you – how long do you let it go? Do you, do you ride Matt Carpenter in the three spot? Or do you move him back to lead off if, if by the end of, let's say by the end of April, Listen. this trend is not reversed? Look, you know, we keep coming back to this, don't we? I know. We keep, and, and, and it's
1: funny because Matt Carpenter will, will say to, to us media guys, look, you know, I, it, it shouldn't matter. But it seems to. It seems to. <laughs> this guy is just much more comfortable at the top of the lineup and to be honest with you I don't know why we're here again this is, what, this is my theory you can shoot it down if you like there was a, d- and again I'm not, this is not, you know for our audience this is not based on the information, this is my theory, my theory is that when um, that John went to uh, Dexter Fowler and said hey when we get Marcelo Zuna, you know, we're, you know we've, they've made this trade for this tremendous bat. We want to move you out of center field. I think the deal was.
0: Did I lead off?
1: That I hit leadoff? Did I, I hit leadoff. I think that was the deal, you know, because let's face it, a guy like Dexter Fowler, veteran coming off a of World Series, got a lot of pride, you know, he's a center fielder in his mind, I'm sure, but I'm willing to bet you that when Jama Zelock flew to Las Vegas to talk to him, he said, listen, uh, we want to move you over. And Dexter was like, hey,
0: you keep me a leadoff and we got a deal. I'm, I, that's my theory. And that, I, I, that's plausible. That's entirely plausible. And the thing is, he's a good leadoff hitter. I mean, he's shown that he can be successful at the top of the order. The problem is this otherworldly, ethereal poltergeist that apparently haunts Matt Carpenter, <laughs> or at least haunts, his, haunts the stats of Matt Carpenter. You know, he said when he moved out of there... Back to leadoff, and he took off last year. He said the swing had fixed itself before the move. It just, like, the results started to coincide with the move. I'm I don't not know. buying that. This but guy likes being fi- at the top of the order. I can't find any earthly there. reason why his swing would be any different or play any different if he hit two spots lower. His mind – There's certain guys – that just had that mindset, man. I mean, he's,
1: he's a creature of habit. He goes to the top of that lineup and, and he starts to automatic. I'm not going to say he thinks walk, but he, he, to me, he, he almost has a difference. But, but he's still doing that now. He's got an OBP of like 340. But I'm going to need my third place guy to start smacking a little bit. Too. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I don't, to tell you the truth, it almost, you're right, it almost feels like he's looking for a walk. I need my three guy to hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm I'm looking at he'll keep it the line like,
1: moving, but I need some yeah, runs I'm looking driven. Looking from
0: like, look, I'm not hitting right now. I wouldn't mind if, I you know, but I, I got to get on base. I got to get on yeah. base. So you're changing that. But you're right. The mindset there has to be the OBP can drop because we're trying to hit yeah. because we're trying to get guys on. Now some of that is the product of Dexter Fowler not getting on. You know, Dexter Fowler's OBP is 245. And so. Fam's off to a slow start too. And, and Fam's a little bit down, but he's what was it, he's at yeah he's at he's at 360. He's doing all right. He could be a little bit higher, but that's fine. But like, I think that's what Carpenter's looking at is if Fowler's not getting on base and Fam lines out to open the game, we need somebody on base for Marcelo Zuna. So he's approaching it as the next leadoff guy. So I, I'm riding them out. I'm riding this out until there can be no conclusive evidence to suggest that it's anything other than where he hits in the order. Because at some point, whether or not he can hit somewhere else is affecting how you structure your lineup and how you're structuring your team. Right, sure. Because if he can only hit a line, it, it lead off, that changes how you look at things. That changes your composition of your of your lineup and your roster sometimes. So
1: I, I think Fowler has more of a proven, longer I'll swing there. that can that can drive in runs. I yeah. think Fowler, if they swap flop, him? I could I could swap them. Think about Fowler what he did last year. You know, I just think that he has more of a, you know, I think that I think he could I can I could see him in that three hole. Yeah,
0: there was you know it would you know would. Uh, you move like DeYoung up in the order, like he'd be a prototypical uh, damage two hole hitter. Yeah. As Tony said, yeah, damage in the two hole. Yeah, um, I think the strikeouts is an issue. I don't think you put him up that high. Mm-hmm. I think you don't. You want your best OBP's in front of Marcelo Zuna, unless they belong to Yadi or Molina. Sure, you want. Yeah, I, I think that right now f- where he's hitting is is good because you can abide a few more strikeouts.
1: Yeah, and and Yadi, you got Yadi and. Martinez down there in that that five and six. Maybe,
0: maybe Jose Martinez is your three hitter. You might be on to something there. Yeah, you may be. <laughs> Listen, which guy do you want to kick out of the top three? That's going to be a different conversation. But right now, right now, I don't know. If you you could, you could put Carpenter first, Fam second, Martinez three, Ozuna four, Fowler you, five, Fowler five, DeYoung, Molina. However oh, you want to four. stack them, Molina, mm-hmm. De Young. I keep I keep the young down in seven. I would say that right now is a better lineup construction, but you have to give Matt Carpenter time to swing out of it. You have to yeah. give Fowler time to swing out of it. But Martinez right now, that's, that's the guy you want. You can he, also get him in the first inning. Yes, because he's driving in runs. He's making solid contact with everything. He's getting on base. He's not striking out. He's a monster with the bat, man. He'd be a great three-hitter. Get I him have, in the first inning every I have a feeling that night. we might see him in the three-hole sooner rather than later. You think the manager would go for that? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think the manager would go for that until there is, like I said, proof that there is no other choice but to move Matt Carpenter back to leadoff. Because I think Matt Carpenter wants to prove that he can hit somewhere other than leadoff as well. And We've been
1: going through this. And once
0: we've hit this point, where it's just like, look, we're not going to argue it anymore. This is the way it's got to be. I think Martina slides into the three-hole.
1: Okay, so I'm, let me throw something at to, uh, to you and our audience. Do you think that Matt Carpenter will wind up Leading off by the start of the All Star break.
0: Yes, I think so. I th- if this continues, I mean, if, if Dexter Fowler just absolutely takes off, and Matt Carpenter's still stuck, I think they flop him. Right? There's a couple yeah. different. There's a lot more. There's a lot m- more scenarios that lead to Matt Carpenter leading off by that point in the season than the ones that lead to him not right
1: one of them would be probably something happening in the standings too right
0: yes i think that would be that'd be another key factor yeah you know i think this is
1: if they're behind the cubs if they're pirates the, and, and the, the and almighty Brewers.
0: pirates we talked about this last week didn't we the pirates can't beat them hey. nobody in the history of baseball will defeat the pittsburgh pirates again <laughs> i can't understand it the buccos this team is is confounding all right moving on by the all-star break, Matt Carpenter hits leadoff.
1: That's what I'm going with, too.
0: Um, Yachty got a little tussle. Touch on that quickly. I think uh, manager called him a – said some derogatory remarks to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molina took exception. Tim Timmons was caught in the middle there getting knocked around like a pinball between an angry Molina and Lavulo. Um Suspension came down. Kind of surprised. Cardinals were surprised. I think Gersh Gersh sat there and said, Mr. the GM said, I haven't heard from the league. I don't expect to I expect to hear something. Yeah. But not anything like a suspension. I imagine someone's gonna to want to touch base on this. Uh, one, what'd you make of the situation quickly and, and two, uh, nice that it worked out that he could be suspended on a day off, huh? Yeah,
1: how convenient. <laughs> uh, I will say this. Number one, I'm not surprised by the suspension. Only reason why I was just surprised is because, like you said, a day kind of went by. Um
0: they went by with nothing, right? From and the Cardinals had not heard a thing. Right. Yeah, that was interesting.
1: Whereas in the Red Sox brawl with Joe Kelly and these guys, <laughs> you know. Joe s- Kelly,
0: don't say so. We'll, we'll, we'll put it. We'll, I'm going to tell wait, yeah. We'll get back to that. They
1: came in swift there. But I'm not surprised because even though the umpire, I think, handled it beautifully. Yeah. In terms of, hey, look, this was. This is something. This that was incidental. Have, yeah. I, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he he wasn't trying to. He wasn't to push coming. Yeah, he the, the umpire get the, was the target right. Yeah. and so I give the umpire a lot of credit uh, for, and, and he didn't get kicked out of that game. No, he didn't. That's so, another thing that so surprised. That 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 says something right there. Now the league will suspend him because the league is
0: not going to have any precedent.
1: No, where where an umpire gets struck, where yeah. uh, where a, an umpire gets well, touched, they must maintain that.
0: And I think that for those who haven't. Uh, who haven't maybe figured out exactly how this went down is Molina could appeal and get in the lineup on Tuesday, the night, the night game. And then generally Molina is rested if there's a day game following a night game. So Wednesday's noon start meant that he was going to play Tuesday and then he was going to sit and Pena was going to play anyways. And my guess is what happened during the delay there is Tori, who, who reached out and sort of handled this, Uh, this punishment, right, Joe Torre, Uh, my guess is the delay in there was a little discussion about, you know, because they tend to to negotiate a suspension that the player will accept, right, if it's a situation like that. And my guess is they were trying to find a way to make this as, like, look, you do not deserve to be suspended under – the spirit of the law. But under the letter of the law, you absolutely do. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do this because we can't make we can't have people touching umpires, even if it's on accident. Correct. How about we do a one-game suspension? Uh, you, I'll hand it down. Then Molina knows I can appeal it Tuesday. I'm going to be off on Wednesday anyways. Drop my appeal. Yeah. I'll serve the suspension We Wednesday. saw this coming. Yeah. So they, for anyone confused as to why he like appealed and then dropped it right away and served it, that's the explanation. And a lot of that was probably handled behind the scenes because MLB wasn't... Mad at Molina, but like you said, there's no precedent. Now, Joe Kelly, MLB has a much stronger case for it. <laughs> Joe Kelly is all about it. He was all the way ready for that fight. He
1: wanted it. He wanted it, and and look. This was the third scuffle since Sunday that we've seen in Major League Baseball. Yeah. You know, because you had the Rockies and the Padres. Yeah, Padermo
0: chucked his mitt in a full-on panic mode. <laughs> yes, and then did a little moonwalk. Yeah, well, you see, you, you see the 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 chuck that Arenado threw, man. That oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know, it, it's funny though. You know, you can sit there and you know, we talk about this, you know, this this backyard justice or whatever. I'm just, you know, I think just the the cult. There's just sort of an angry
0: tone right now. Out there, I, I was looking at. This well, is a lot of. This is a lot of bench clearers. This early in the season, it's
1: very early, and even not even the bench clearing. Also, but there's also been a lot of a lot of bickering back and forth with teams. The, a couple weeks ago, with the Minnesota Twins yelling at the Baltimore Orioles oh, over yeah. Chance Sisko, the catcher trying to bunt with the 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 the, uh, the Twins had a shift on in the ninth inning. Yeah, they're up by about six runs. They're mad because.
0: The player players trying to no that's and they were, they that, were that's absurd. And they were talking about Colton Wong down a bunt. You know who when are the these guys? Were having trouble getting the offense. I don't when they're like a, you know you know obviously we're not happy about it. I'm like why are you not happy about it? The job is to get on base. The job is to win the game. They're trying to rewrite the unwritten rules. And if they now look if they're if you're if it's the ninth inning and you're beating me eleven to nothing and you got a perfect game or a no hitter on the line, I can understand where they'd be like, hey man, you as a base runner didn't matter. Like, help them out. It's kind of hard to get a perfect game, kind of hard to get it. I can see, like, ah, like, it would have been nice to do it because, in the end, what does it matter if you're on base? You need 11, 11 runs. In a close game, and even then, I'd say it's not it's not a sin to lay down a bunt. Yeah. With, the, but, with the Twins, why do you got a shift on in the ninth inning? Yeah. But when you're in a close <clears> game and you give them a completely open left side, what do you expect them to do? Right. Should, should, like, if they're not allowed to bunt for a hit, and they're not allowed to bunt for a hit against the shift. What? What? They should just stop taking the bat up yeah, to the plate. Yeah, supposed, supposed to just
1: roll over. Yeah. What Come are we on.
0: doing here? Like, that—that that is the dumbest baseball. And I love baseball. And this is the dumbest baseball thing: is that a player trying to get on base in a game in which they n- desperately need a base runner, employing a very legal and normal strategy, Absolutely. is somehow a. a a coward, yeah, or or a dirty player to bunt like he he bunted. And now you got guys who would stoop so low is to bunt, right? And now you, so stupid. And
1: now you talk, you're talking about retaliation. You're talking about the bickering. There there's there's a lot of this going on around Major League Baseball. I'm not sure exactly, you know. And I'm gonna tell you the Joe Kelly thing: 98 mile an hour in the elbow.
0: That'll send a message without a punch.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, Henley Ramirez. You he tweeted. He said, I, "I'm I'm living proof of how hard." Uh, Kelly Kelly can hit. Remember, he cracked his ribs. He hit him so hard and it was at the NLCS. Uh, look, generally, this going back and forth. Most of the time, here's the deal baseball fights are generally pretty lame. And I'm just going to say it. I love because it. It starts with the pitchers because you, they You don't... have your notable exceptions, you know, when Nolan Ryan put one on Ventura, when had yep. him in a headlock and just.
1: That was phenomenal. Just
0: come, waxed him. Come them. here, boy. Uh, Farnsworth. <laughs> Farnsworth is a legend.
1: Yeah, that, absolutely. He's a legend.
0: He's he's in the octagon mentally at all times. Uh, but most of the time, baseball fights are a lot of uh, two guys puffing chest, being, hold me back, uh, pointing, grabbing, shoving maybe. But very rarely do you get, like, a proper fight if you're that mad. Did
1: you see Judge and Stanton in the middle? Of, I mean, you've got oh, yeah. these two monsters yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, in the middle. It's Aaron like, Judge, do you really want to take on the Aaron Yankees Judge, these days? And Aaron Sanchez Judge, isn't a small should, fellow either.
0: Yeah. And that was, that was amazing because when, when he brings the bat down, smashes it down, looks out to the mound, you're, you're, you get up. You're like, oh, here we go. But then you kind of remember there's been a lot of baseball fights where, like, they start out and then they get grabbed or whatever. That one went 0 to 60 <laughs> like that, man. Yeah, it, did. it was all the way on from, like, the moment he got hit. And that's why I was like, from an entertainment standpoint, the scuffles we've had so far – have been very quality baseball yeah. donny brooks yeah. you know dust up Malina, even melina and lavulo you don't really see a, a catcher and a manager get to go at like you know get after yeah. it like that there's been
1: some real absolute venom in these in these scuffles
0: i, was, I mean we're talking was that a uh, was that odur who punched batista and hit oh, so yeah. Like. Now, that was, a, that was a baseball fight. Right. That was a proper ba- – he hit him so hard his chain went all the way around his neck. It was incredible. <laughs> That's right. He spun his hat off like it was like one of the characters from Alice in Wonderland. But, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of acrimony in the air right now across the league, and I think it's made for some entertaining scuffles, but it's also something that I think that you'll see like the league is going to want to get a handle on here yeah. because that that Joe Kelly fight – That was really – That was – yeah. I, he was, that was brutal. You see, two – Two all time moves from Joe Kelly in that. One, he smashes the bat down. Right? He's coming out for him. And Kelly looks right at him, tosses the glove yeah. off. We're and we're talking about Tyler Austin. And then he just gives him the the quick come the here. right hand, quick come here. Come on. I want like, some. I want. He, like, but he was doing it in a way that's like, that's almost like how you call like your like your dog. Like, come <laughs> here, come on. Let's do this. Yeah. And then the, the whole thing goes down. And what I love about it is he's in, there's there's this photo, and he's wrapped up and people are grabbing him, and he's blowing a bubble in his bubble gum. Middle, like seconds after getting into an all-out brawl with like And Judge is in there too. Judges 50 got him participants, around. The, the largest human in Aaron Judge wandering around, just stomping on smaller creatures. <laughs> Stanton, who could literally hit a baseball through a Mac truck end to end, engine block at all. Yeah. And he's just casually blowing bubbles. After a fight, that's what to me was like. This is an all-time great baseball <laughs> fight. Didn't even lose the gum and didn't even stop chewing it. Wow, you gotta get not it to him. bad. That's you not bad. So to... I miss Joe Kelly. He was he was a fun guy here,
1: and he can still throw
0: heat. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> up there. <laughs> he's, he throws. I think he's throwing harder now than he did when he was here. I would say it'd, it'd take uh, comfortably uh, five digits before I'm standing in and taking one off the ribs. Oh uh,
1: no you way! Kidding me?
0: He might like. I yeah. He might. You might kill me. My body's not built like that. <laughs> is anybody's? <laughs> I mean, these guys <laughs> no. are just no. Oh, well, I was going to get into Joyas pulling out their legendary sandwiches out of Bush Stadium because of the subpar performance. We just don't have time. I'll just say this is an unsolicited, unpaid-for advertisement for Joyas. Joyas is my favorite sandwich. They make my favorite sandwich. I've in the never had them. City of St. Louis. Wow. You go down there. They're right there off Macklin's. Oh, it's delicious. You it's recommend not, it. it. Oh, the Italian trio. It's 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 a work of art. It's poetry between two slices of bread. Wow. So I was sad to see them leave Bush Stadium after one game. <laughs> so Joy is if you're listening, uh, pay us money for the show and I'll read wonderful ad copy for you every week. All right then. But our time has come to the close. Come come to a close. Yes. Maurice, this is a pleasure. It's you always can, a pleasure, my friend. We'll do it again. You can follow Maurice on Twitter at Maurice Drummond, he's the sports director for Channel 4 News KMOV. You can follow me on Twitter at the Bailey. And uh, for the first time this week, we have a producer named Mike Ritter who is on the boards on the ones and twos. There we go. Uh, you can follow him. Well, you're you're on Twitter at Ritter Critter, yeah? No. Nah. No, you changed it. <laughs> you, know, you changed it. Uh, you can follow me at Mike Steve Ritter. There you go. Boring hey. My dad's name. My dad's name. It was a shout out to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, wait. Your dad's name is Mike Steve Ritter, or you are? So his name is Steve Ritter. I'm Mike Steve Ritter. Okay. Your middle name. All right. Are you? Okay. Oh, it's, oh, it's your middle name. I thought you were yeah. selling ad space on your Twitter yeah. handle yeah, to yeah, your dad. Yeah. Follow him at shout Mike out, Steve Ritter. He sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> we'll be back uh, next week. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, be very nice to each other and enjoy some Cardinal baseball as they have an extended road trip. We will see you again next Thursday.
1: Woo! Woo! We
0: out of here!